This is the Mark Podcast from Lifeway Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heinemann and Kelly King. For the next four weeks, we're going to be having conversations here on the podcast based on the new Advent study written by several women here at Lifeway. Join us as we dive into this five-week study called Our Hope Has Come. It's available at lifeway.com slash hope. Join us as we celebrate God's kindness and choose to trust in His promises, even when the future seems uncertain. Yes, our hope has come, and at just the right time, He will be back. We're so glad you've joined us today. The LifeWay Women app provides encouragement, connection, and tools as you study God's Word. You'll find Bible study enhancements to go alongside your favorite studies with new ones added regularly. Whether you're studying on your own or with a group, this app will give you the flexibility and accountability to keep you in the Word. To get started, download the app for free in the Apple Store or Google Play Store. Hello and welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am Elizabeth Hyman. I'm here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. I feel like we should start singing Christmas carols because it is Advent season. I know. I just don't know which ones are public domain. And also I'm tone deaf, so I'm not going to start singing them. You always say that. I really am. I cannot hear when I'm off key. (laughs) Trust me on this. My family can testify. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? Like? Uh, yes. Yeah, maybe a favorite. I like Oh Holy Night. A Holy Night, sure. I uh, also, um, since we're talking about genealogies today, yes. spoiler alert, spoiler I like alert. Matthew's Baguettes by uh, Andrew Peterson. I and, think that's yes. such a fun one. And if you've never heard it, I, I feel like that would be a fun one to try to memorize, just so you yes. can say. I feel like we the, said last year we were going to memorize oh, it. Oh, well, and I didn't. I haven't yet. Okay. No. But we're There's here. Still time. We're here with our friend Rachel <laughs> Shaver. Rachel, yes. welcome to the Mark Podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Have yes. you heard uh, Andrew Peterson's Matthews Begets? I have. I thought that's why I was here. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Are you going to sing it? No. Oh, <laughs> we do not want that. <laughs> Did you memorize the genealogy as you were writing this oh. particular day of study? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Okay. Yeah, we're yes. we're going to do it together. Yes. yes. Maybe that could be our Advent challenge. Yes. Yeah. That'll be our challenge. <laughs> so, Rachel, we're excited to have you on. Tell us about yourself and a little bit about what you do at Lifeway. Yeah. So, I've been at Lifeway about eight years, um, always in some form or fashion in the book ministry area. Mm-hmm. So, my roles kind of jumped around, but always with books. I have three small children. I call them the mafia. (laughs) They're always out for blood. Um, But other than that, yeah, my husband and I live in Murfreesboro and you know, work and kids. Yeah. yeah so I love it. It's a, busy, it's a busy time in your yes. life. It really they're is. They're little. So they're four, six, and eight. So I just am basically a glorified chauffeur and yeah. fight well, breaker upper and yeah. all the things. Doing laundry, fixing food. Like, yes. why do they expect to eat like three times a day? I, know. I don't understand. I know. That's a thing. And it's mm-hmm. like they don't want what you make. Right. They think that I'm like a, a short order cook mm-hmm. that's going to just custom make them yeah. a meal yeah. every day. Of course. So Why not? <laughs> I'm like, you want goldfish and yogurt? Great. Knock yourself out. <laughs> One go. day you'll eat chicken and vegetables. But yeah. today is not that day. And 
pick your battles. It's you know? right. That's right. I was going to say. It's just not worth the fight. Take a sure. gummy vitamin and you're good to go. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, we're going to jump in with our questions and we're going to pretend. And over the next few weeks, as mm-hmm. we kind of do these discussions, Elizabeth and I have talked and the format may seem just a little bit different than our normal, like we're going to ask you a question type of thing. And so it, we're going to pretend like we're in a small group and yeah. you are part of our small group. Yes. So, that's so we're going to ask some of yeah. the questions that are in the Advent um, study, Bible study book that are in the group guide. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called in there? Group, group discussion guide. guide? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the Advent study is called Hope. Uh, I'm sorry. Our Hope is <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> our Hope has come. I'm, I'm reading another title on here. Our Hope is come, is, has come. Has come. Has come. Because you know what? Jesus did come. Yeah, yes, he, he has did. come. Okay. Our hope has come is in the Advent study by Lifeway Women this year. So we're talking with some of the writers right. of the study. Because they're all Lifeway Women. Yes. We love it. Yes. Uh, we got to contribute to it, which mm-hmm. is so fun. And so uh, in the introduction, hope is defined as joyful expectation. So does anybody have another definition of hope? <laughs> we kind of talked about this before, and we're like, what? How do you define hope? That's a hard one. It is. Rachel, anybody? jump in. <laughs> I, was gonna, I think it's just more of that feeling you have knowing, mm-hmm. like, if you are in Christ, everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing that you come back to on your bad days. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. But when <laughs> no. you're like, you know, like this thing that I'm walking through right now is really not what I have to look forward to eternally. So mm-hmm. it's sort of that shift in your perspective, you know, that check in your spirit. Um, but it's kind of a feeling more than, at least for me, mm-hmm. it's just that thing that you kind of stay rooted in, you know, it's like Jesus has come. Yeah. And therefore I have hope because this will change yeah. this, whatever this is will yeah. change. So it's not an always. It's not us. an always. Yeah. I had a therapist tell me that once. He's oh. like, you're an always or never person. You need to stop using those really? two words. Oh, like, stop yeah. saying it's always going to be like this. It's never going to change. Cut that yeah. out because it will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, And that's what hope is. I like that definition. Yeah. So, Do you have anything different, Kelly? Yeah. I mean, I think when you think of hope as a feeling, you know, that that's I think that's all legit and i think hope is a promise mm-hmm. of just that it's something that we can hang on to and i especially i don't know why i think of and i think of like death mm-hmm. but when you are working with someone maybe who's going through the grief grief of someone who has passed from this life and we say i'm so I'm so grateful for the hope of the resurrection. So we use that term a lot, but Mm -hmm. it is the promise of, yes, there's more to come. Like what you said. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think I've, my pastor, uh, one of the phrases that I love that he uses is he talks about uh, sharing the gospel as advancing hope. And he's always like, that is our role is to advance hope. And I think it's kind of like what both of you said, like it is the hope of eternity and life and not death and the resurrection. And it's almost like our hope is the gospel. Like that is what our hope is. And so, um, I love the idea of us as we witness, uh, to others, we are advancing hope because that is, I think, one of the main things that separates us from the world around us is we have hope in something that we know for a fact is going to come true, um, whereas anything else is a false hope. And so, um, yeah, I love that what both of you said about that. I think that's definitely something that sets us apart and something we'll be talking about um, in this Advent study because 
our hope it is the hope is, is a person sure. it's jesus christ yeah for real so okay for our ability to hope in god is because of who he has revealed himself to be so he revealed himself to be in his word um we we know that so how has god revealed himself through scripture to be trustworthy to you these are deep questions these i are. feel like <laughs> how has god revealed himself through scripture to be trustworthy well I got the genealogy. Yes. Tell us about that. So I feel like that answers this question because um, if you read through the genealogy, basically what you learn in this, this passage of the day that I got to write was that God made this promise to his people in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And you walk through the entire lineage of Jesus and realize, oh, like he made that promise and here it is fulfilled in Jesus's birth. Mm -hmm. Like he came from the line of David, like God said he would, um, the line of Abraham, you know, going Mm -hmm. all the way back to the very beginning of time and the Lord remained faithful to his people. And I think that that's what we just see over and over in scripture is the promises of God yeah you know revealed to us and then you see the fulfillment of those promises and so if he's done that through all of time and he doesn't lie why would that not be the promise Mm -hmm. we cling to of jesus who has come and who will return yeah what about you elizabeth i think the same thing like just all the passages in scripture where god says what he's promised us and he's He's promised us Jesus since Genesis 3. Um, and so the looking out for that, and and now we have that, and we um, we hope for the second coming, um, which is pr- another promise that we haven't yet seen fulfilled. And so, but we have this whole record of all these f- promises fulfilled, and so we can know through that um, that he's going to continue to do it because it's his nature to fulfill his promises he's a promise keeper (laughs) i mean i just have been working through mary wiley's everyday theology study Mm -hmm. and she talks about even jesus coming as a man and what the prophecies he fulfilled yeah through the scriptures and through the prophets and so the the number of prophecies that were fulfilled i mean like that alone right should give us something to stand on of going okay his word is true Mm -hmm. we can't and i I kept thinking back to Hebrews as well. When mm-hmm. you think about, there's a lot of places in Hebrews where it talks about the hope. But you know, especially Hebrews six nineteen talks about that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure, mm-hmm. and that is that is the hope of Christ and um, that yeah. he what he did for us. And so, because we know Jesus is the Word, then we know that that's reliable. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's our anchor. You yeah. know, our scriptures where we go back to. Yeah, I sure. love the image of hope as an anchor. Mm. Um, I'm glad it comes straight from scripture. You know. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Okay, Galatians four four through five says, "But when the time when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship." That is excellent news. So how can the truth of these verses inform the way that we wait and hope today? Because we kind of just talked about that. Like we have that promise of redemption. So what are some ways that those verses can inform our now (laughs) while we wait? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just, again, kind of going back to knowing that that promise has been made. And if you're in Christ, that God is not in his nature to break a promise. He is truth and his word is living and active. And so if we believe those things to be true, then we know what waits for us Yeah. whenever that time is, you right. know? So it's like we have a savior. He has come and he has conquered. And so 
while it's really easy for all of us to get bogged down in the day to day, like all the things that are not going right or not in our timing or whatever Mm -hmm. that might be, um, just kind of coming back to that perspective shift of like, but there's something so much greater. And that is something I, I can rely on. Like, it's not something I have to hope that it happens Mm -hmm. and just, you know, maybe it will, maybe it won't. That is a promise that he's made. We know it's happening Mm -hmm. and we get to look forward to that. Even though everything in this earth is, is not like that at all. You know, it's like things can change any minute, but that doesn't and won't. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I think the first part of that verse, like it just sticks Mm -hmm. with me of just saying, but when the set time had fully come, like God didn't, he, they waited, but God's timing was perfect and Mm -hmm. he came right on time, which when you think about Christmas and you think about maybe when you were a child waiting for Christmas seemed like forever Mm -hmm. and you just, and you just waited for the, you know, that morning of just whatever the gifts or just spending time with family, but we still live in that mindset of we are waiting and we wait for like you said Rachel like we wait for the second coming and we wait for that but waiting's never fun is it (laughs) no but I do think Advent is one of those times of year that we are called to wait like it's a um we remember the Mm -hmm. waiting that they did in, in 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 anticipation of the first Advent while we're also reminded of our life of anticipation for the second advent of Christ. And so um, I think this season, I love that we all look forward to Christmas, like especially when we were little, but still even now, like there's a there's this anticipation just around the whole world for like this Christmas event. And I love that that just so mimics what is true in scripture. Like this is we're all waiting where the whole world was waiting and anticipating this first coming, whether they knew it or not, (laughs) because some people were ignorant of the fact that, you know, a savior had been born, Mm -hmm. but the whole world was just waiting on that. And the whole world is currently waiting on the second coming, Mm -hmm. whether they know it or not. And so our job is to make sure they know it (laughs) so that we can uh, anticipate together. Even when you look at the early church, you know, I really truly believe they thought that, the second coming was going to happen in their lifetime. Oh, yeah. Because when you look at scripture and they're just, I mean, there is an mm-hmm. anticipation of he is coming again. He promises this and and we are still waiting. Yeah. But because we know he's fulfilled promises throughout scripture, we know that his, mm-hmm. his promises are true. So. And I think that what that looks like in our lives is a lot of times like just having that hope in the middle of the waiting where it's not a hopeless yeah, situation for us. Hopeless. We have hope. We know the end of the story. Like you said, Rachel, we know that it's going to, everything's going to work out in the end. It's going to be okay. And so that's what kind of sets us apart. And that's what makes our waiting durable um, is because we know that we know the end of the story already. Yeah. I think as I've just been sitting listening, something else that just really resonates with me is the ability to rest in that. Mm-hmm. So That's Advent true. is a time where we can, even though it's maybe the craziest time of year, <laughs> yeah. it's I think it's really wise for us to be purposeful and resting and knowing, okay, God did fulfill the promise. Jesus was born the mm-hmm. way he said it was going to happen. And so we can rest in knowing that that's, like he is going to keep his promise to us again. I mean, all the promises that he's made to all of his people still apply to us today. Yeah. And those are things that we can slow down, take a deep breath and be like, I can rest in, in God and who he says he is. You know, mm-hmm. this is a time for us to be intentional about it. Yeah. Okay. So let's turn it a little bit 
personal um, as far as <laughs> our hope and for each of us. I want you two to talk about, like, for something, what is something that you're hoping God will do in your life or teach you this Advent season? Is there something that you're really waiting, hoping this particular mm. year? That's a good question. Do you have an answer? Um, I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> I think there's... I think that the world has collectively been in such a hard place uh, for yeah. the last, I mean, we can say the last two years have been just extraordinarily difficult and not that the world has not seen hard right. years before, but I think for the generations who are here now, this arguably might be some of the hardest times that we've experienced, mm -hmm. just taking a toll physically and emotionally and spiritually and all those things. Um, so I think, a hope that I have for myself is for me to be able to slow down and recognize the whole spiritual aspect of everything that we're going through. Mm -hmm. um, we live in a world that is so fast paced and we have so many demands that I think we stop and forget that there's a whole nother realm of things happening that we're not seeing intentionally because mm -hmm. we forget to look at it that way. And so just realizing um, who we're waging a battle against, it's not each other, it's you know, Satan trying to divide all of us and just being intentional about loving people through all of the yuck, you know, yeah. it's mm -hmm. like, we need to stop and realize like, we might not agree. We don't have, but like, we all should be loving each other because of how God has called us to live. And if we really stopped and did that, a lot of this yuck <laughs> would go away, yeah. you know? And yeah. so just kind of like, how do I teach my kids how to do that? How do we slow down enough to help them realize the hope that we're all talking about because those little people are feeling the anxiety mm -hmm. that we're all feeling too, but might just not have ways of expressing that yet. But, you know, it's just taking a toll on them. So I think Evan and I, my husband and I are really just trying to be intentional about like, yeah. you know, like let's make sure the kids know why we celebrate Christmas yeah. and that we do have the hope of Jesus, um, that we're teaching them those promises. And because of all those things, even though the world feels very out of control, it's not. Mm. Um, and we can take hope in that too. Like it is not out of control. It feels out of control, but it's not out of control. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I love that. I would say similarly, just kind of being able to find that rest. And I, I think of the line in, um, Oh, Holy Night, where it talks about a weary world rejoices. Mm -hmm. And that was the name of our Advent study a few years ago. But I think it's truer now <laughs> than it ever has been so because true. I just feel like I have so many conversations with other people, with God when I'm praying, where it's just like we're just tired. Everybody's just worn out, just weary of all of the stuff that's been going on. Like, I mean, we have a global pandemic. We're grieving the loss of life um, and the loss of events that we looked forward to and like all these things that we often misplace our hope in too. Um, we've lost because of the pandemic, because of political strife. Like, I mean, just everything is, mm -hmm. like you said, it's been chaotic. It seems out of control. And so I think just being able to rest in that and rest in the hope that we have um, and lament in ways that are good and proper to lament but also look forward to that hope that to be able to rejoice in the middle of the weariness like the song says um a weary world rejoices because we have that hope we know the world is not out of control i love that you said that it's, it appears to be out of control but it's not right. um and and we worship the one who is in control 
and he is sovereign and he is good and he loves us. And so I think just remembering being able to rest in that. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Kelly? Well, just thinking about my own life this year, it's going to be a very different yeah, Christmas. Yeah, you have exciting stuff is. happening it's this gonna Christmas. It's going to be very different because my daughter's expecting our first grandson, our first grandchild, it, right before Christmas. Like just the, <laughs> the due date's December 17th, so who knows when little baby's going to show up. But there's that, that, that anticipation mm-hmm. of what the expectations. Um, I I mean, so we're looking forward to that, but we also know, you know, that there's a lot of things that come with it, a lot of change, and mm-hmm. that just changes your family dynamics. Yeah. And, you know, trying to prepare even your, you know, your family would be like, okay, so this is, for me, there was a lost es- expectation. As soon as my daughter told me that they were having a baby, and she's, and we were like, when's it, you know, when's the baby? And she's <laughs> like, December 17th and in my mind okay this is just that flesh in me I was just like well we were supposed to have Christmas in Tennessee this year and I guess that's not gonna happen she was like I knew you would say that (laughs) and I was like it's okay it's really okay I mean yeah because those expectations that you know we have yeah yeah and I'm even trying to figure out you know this Christmas tree like what Christmas decorations do we even put out and everything. But I think that the Lord is teaching me it's not about all those things, mm-hmm. you know, that the hope came in in Christ and our hope is still in Christ. And yeah. so I'm hoping that he teaches me. He'll, he always teaches us new things during this season yes, for sure. It's true. I think that's a good point, though, that we all struggle with is when things don't go our way, that doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. Like yeah. sometimes I have to just kind of be like, why am I so upset about this not happening <laughs> when it's still yeah. really good and I'm like enjoying this time, but it's just in my head, I'm very type A, like, like to be the, like yeah. a planner uh-huh. and control. And so when things feel like the unraveling, it feels like I'm unraveling, <laughs> but I think it's a good point to make. Yes. It's like, let's all just choose to see the good things that are happening, yeah. even if it's not happening according to plan, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think that happens a lot at Christmas because <laughs> we does. all have very high <laughs> oh, expectations. Absolutely. It's not a Hallmark <laughs> movie yeah. all the time. Yeah, we have. Oh, I have, oh, I have thoughts about that too, so, all right. Well, in this week's daily readings, so we're gonna learn about maintaining hope through obedience, sin struggles, brokenness, long seasons of waiting, and wrenches in our plans, like we just talked about. So which of these most resonates with where you find yourself today and why? So we may have already answered the question. (laughs) For for Kelly, at least, maybe we already answered it. I don't know. Yeah, Rachel, jump in there. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, I'm sort of in a season of waiting. I feel like we're in a season of a lot of in-betweens, you know, Mm -hmm, like, and so it's just that, like I just said, I like things to happen on my timeline and I'm, Maybe I just need to learn this lesson a little better so I don't have to keep learning it because I feel like the Lord continuously <laughs> brings that back around. Like, maybe we're going to do this again. So, um, but I think just the season of waiting and really um, enjoying the season that I'm in without getting so far ahead to be like, I just want to be in that next thing because I know how good it's going to be mm-hmm. and failing to recognize the time that the Lord has me in a certain place and the good things that are happening, even if it's not to my standard Uh, or like what I want to happen right now, it doesn't mean it's not good or that, Hey, um, with this change that you're anticipating that, you know, will come is going to like 
add another level of crazy. So even mm-hmm. though your life feels crazy now, take mm-hmm. the time to take a deep breath and yeah. just enjoy the kind of slow pace or whatever it is that's not happened yet. You know, so I think that whole anticipating mm-hmm. what's coming, but also just enjoying the now is what I'd like to yeah. force myself to do this yeah. year. <laughs> well, and I think we, I mean, we, yeah. we expect that Hallmark Christmas kind of everything is right. And yet, and, and we know that Christmas is sometimes a really hard time for a lot yeah. of people. And it can be a time of, of that brokenness. We mm-hmm. see Rasin or, I remember a family member going through a divorce right around Christmas time, and it was gut wrenching. And you just want to go, "Wow, God, we want." And, and that comes back to the hope of making things right, of knowing mm-hmm. that He's coming back again to restore, to restore all things mm-hmm. um, that were broken by sin. And so, we and and if maybe our listeners are struggling, or maybe they they're yeah. kind of getting ready for Advent, and they're like. I hate Christmas. I hate yeah. this time of year because this just reminds me of maybe something that was a struggle or not a happy memory. Mm-hmm. That that's we we can't base our yeah. you know our hope in that. Our hope is in the word. Yeah. And I think there, like this year, I know for me personally, and I think this is true of a lot of people, just based on the year that we've had. But there will be empty seats around the table that's this right. year that were not empty before. And so just thinking through like the brokenness of our world and maintaining that hope, like you referenced at the beginning about, you know, we have hope even in death um, because it's not the end for us and it's, you know, not the end for those who are in Christ. And so um, I think that's kind of how you just have to remind yourself of that. Like you have to remind yourself of the the end hope because a lot of our little hopes are going to be um, – not fulfilled. <laughs> so we have to we have to trust and hope in the the one that is going to be fulfilled. And so um that's much easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> like I said that like so simple. Like just trust in the oh, big hope. Yeah, you know, but I think yes. like that's something that I'm hoping will I'm hoping will happen this uh this advent for right. for all of us just like we're able to still maintain that hope even in the midst of all of those things, um, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> which are all struggles. Yeah. yeah. So, Rachel, one of the questions we always ask at the end of our podcast is what has marked you? But when you were looking at the genealogies and you were writing that particular day of study, was there something that maybe the Lord just marked you as you were writing that or maybe even just in your walk with the Lord? Yeah, I think that um, it's I think you have to be careful when you get passages like this because it can feel very like textbookish. Like mm-hmm. this is. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of facts, which are really good. Yeah. But sometimes you can fail to miss, or if you will miss, you fail to see, I guess, <laughs> um, some of the significance in the scripture or just it's easy to bree- you know, breeze past. Right. But I think there's a part in this, um, the scripture passages where it talks about the Lord changing the name of Jacob and mm-hmm. how, um, you know, like Jacob wrestled with the Lord and had a whole history of maybe not living the way that he should and still the Lord chose and used him and so I think that was just really like Jacob is there and we're seeing his story because it's very significant in in the story of Christ obviously but also there's a lot that we can pull from that for ourselves and the fact that like no matter what your history looks like um We've, we're all sinners, so mm-hmm. I think us as humans assigned all these rankings to sin, like, oh, that's not as bad. I haven't mm-hmm. done that, so I'm okay, mm-hmm. and that's just not true. You know, we're separated from God because we are sinners. And so the cool part of that is, but he still chooses us, 
and saves us and forgives us and offers mercy and grace to us. And that's an ongoing thing. That's not this thing that just happened this one time and we move on and we move past that. Like we wake up, we mess up. He forgives us. He redeems us. And we do that all over and over and over again. And that's a picture we see in scripture. Like his people mess up and they cry out and he rescues them and redeems them. And then five years later, it happens again and until Jesus and then until Mm -hmm. Jesus comes back again. And so we just, we do, I mean, not to be cheesy about it, but we do have that hope and that promise. And those are things that we can just kind of like rest in you know Mm -hmm. like we can just like let that weight fall off our shoulders on the days that we scream at our kids (laughs) or fight with our husbands or like don't have the best day at work you know not that I've had that happen this week um (laughs) but anyway so I think those just the changing of the name and choosing Jacob despite all that Jacob had done which Mm -hmm. you'll read about it but yeah (laughs) um you know significant things in his history that might not look really good on paper exactly one thing that has fascinated me as i've read through genesis recently because i'm that far behind in my bible new year plan um but (laughs) uh is jacob like he god changes his name to israel but then he's referred to as both like for throughout the rest of the story and a lot of scholars believe it has to do with where his heart was at the time and so that just like it gives you hope because you're just like oh so he still it wasn't like this instant where he's like okay you wrestled with god your name has changed now you're going to be great from now on like he's still messed up a lot Mm -hmm. and i mean you know that from reading his story but i also just love that subtle clue of like we're calling him Jacob right here. We're calling him <laughs> Israel right here. So, um, and that's just, and we don't really know that that's the reason, but that's just kind of what scholars have thought of is maybe the reason why he's referred to as both throughout. But it just, um, yeah, it's a great reminder of like, it's not like, boom, you're a Christian now, you're going to live faithfully from here on out. Like it's still, every day is a struggle. And so that's why the hope is so great. Yeah. <laughs> That whole process yeah. of sanctification for sure. Exactly. Absolutely. Rachel, thank you so much for being on the podcast yes. today. And, you know, because this is our first week, listeners, if you haven't gotten your copy of mm-hmm. the Advent study, it's really probably not too late. You could even go online and get the ebook if yeah. you wanted to just jump in this week. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking forward to just spending time with you over the next few weeks as we dive into our Advent study. And uh, thanks again, Rachel. Thanks, thanks for having me. Merry Christmas to everyone. <laughs> yes. so much for listening if you want to join in on the conversation you can find us on twitter and instagram at kelly d king and at ed heineman use the hashtag marked podcast to connect with us you can also find lifeway women on all social media channels at lifeway women all of today's show notes will be posted at lifewaywomen.com slash podcast if you love the show leave an itunes review it's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast we'll see you next time